0: Take it away whenever.
1: All right. Uh... <laughs> oh, you mean the show? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> take it, take it wherever you <laughs> want to, sir. <laughs> oh, welcome to this week's Entertainment Answer. I am Matt Mungle. Always great hanging out with you, and of course the luxurious Brian Kluger, who is always joining me here on the podcast. We are uh, two peas in an unlikely pod, you could say. How are you doing, fine, sir? I'm doing quite well.
0: Not so bad. Good and you. All is wonderful here. And I'm curious,
1: luxurious. I, I, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it, it's just the first word that pops into my brain. I don't write any of this down. I just, when I'm doing the intro to the show and I'm I'm picturing you, the first adjective that pops into my head, that's what I say. Well, I so. thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm just here in my my. <laughs> right, or uh,
1: just, right or wrong, that's what I say.
0: I I, I enjoy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so how you been? How's the week been treating you? A
0: week weekend's been treating me well. Watching some horror movies in the October arena. Seeing some shows and uh, listening to some records as always. You know how I like to do it.
1: Yeah, and you went to the. Uh, State Fair Texas last week, right? How was that?
0: Yeah, I did. I went uh, last week and it was great. I had a bunch of fried food. I had the corn dog. I had the big red donut and fried chicken, fried pecan pie, fried oh, chicken. Gosh, you're killing me. <laughs> it was it was so good. And then I ate, you know, vegetables for the rest of the week, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I yeah, forgot. I, have, I ate chili, and they I had them put mac and cheese in my chili, which was surprisingly very good too.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I usually go to the fair. Uh, sometimes I'll take my my son Milo. We'll go meet some friends, uh, but I don't ever eat the food. I I, I have to always get maybe get one corn dog because you can't you can't go and not get a corn dog. That'd be like blasphemy or something. Um, but yeah, I don't usually eat all the food. But everybody says they go for the food. I, oh yeah, that's
0: what I do. I mean, you go to the car, you see the car show, and uh, you you go eat. I don't usually do the rides um, because they're kind of scary in that they might kill you <laughs> in a way because they're not like up to code really.
1: All, all um, that rust and jangling screws.
0: No, like, like no joke. a Couple years ago, I went with my cousins, and my cousin we one rode one of the roller coasters there, and he came off, and his hand was just like profusely bleeding. Oh my god, <laughs> it was crazy, uh, and it was it was from the ride. It was it was insane. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like to do in the go to the arts and crafts tent to see kind of like some of the cool things there, which I did see a cool dress somebody made. All, all out of a uh, film celluloid, like different movie uh, film cells. So that was oh, kind of cool. But that's cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It actually, I think, was one of the uh, top winners in that category.
1: Yeah, and they always do the butter sculpture. What was the butter sculpture this year? Uh, did you I, see it?
0: Yes, I did. I'm trying to remember if it was a theme, but there was like – it looked like a family. They are around a table. Uh, And then there was like a little dog and it's playpen and there was a cat, something like that. So I think it was maybe it was family uh, setting type thing. Because like past years there's been like an Elvis and something other than that. But yeah, I think it was like family setting type of thing.
1: Wow. Yeah, fairs always fun, man. You got to you just I mean, no other time would I go. Like I don't go to the grocery store and go to the jelly aisle and look at all the jellies and the jams. But you go to the fair and you go and look at all the jellies and the jams. It's like I don't know why they're more interesting at the fair than they are at the grocery store.
0: Right. And I know I went uh to the fair on Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. <laughs> so I had all my kosher corn dogs at the
1: fair this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, always doing it right. Always doing it right. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, before we jump into the meat of what we're going to talk about this week, of course, being you know Joker open this week, we're going to talk some, um, some digital audio gear. We're going to talk some movie series, things like that. But something I want to just throw out here I was thinking about right before I called you, uh, because as an adult, do you ever watch current kids cartoons? Is there any that you go – because you wouldn't really have a reason to. And if I didn't have a kid, I wouldn't reason to. So there's a there's kind of a a reason I'm asking this. But do you as an adult watch any kids current cartoons? So
0: I guess you have to define kids cartoons
1: like stuff like on Nick Jr. or Disney Channel, that kind of a thing.
0: No, not usually. I guess the most recent thing, I guess they uh, did kind of a movie of Rocco's modern life which is on Netflix and I watch that because I like the show but something current like you know of course I watch South Park and Rick and Morty and a couple others on Adult Swim but I guess kids cartoons no I you mean don't. yeah I mean you I wouldn't would,
1: have a reason to why would
0: you But I mean I like cartoons and I like certain stuff like that like I I mean I love watching King of the Hill still and Uh, like old episodes of Doug and Rugrats and stuff like that. But I guess current ones that are on, I can't think of one that I actually watch.
1: All right. Well, here's one you need to watch. Okay. You need to go. I know it's going to sound silly because this is 100% a kid's cartoon. It's made for kids. I think it's on Nick Jr. It might be on Disney, but I think it's on Nick Jr. It's called Peppa Pig. Have you heard of Peppa Pig?
0: (laughs) I have heard of Peppa Pig.
1: (laughs) Dude, you have to watch Peppa Pig. I'm not kidding you. I mean, we have a seven-year-old. And that's the only reason I know this show exists. But I see posts all the time from from people going, "I'm watching this show with my kid." I mean, Kimberly, my wife and I will sit down and we'll watch Peppa Pig without Milo. It is, dude, it is one of those that it's totally made for a kid, but there's so much underlying humor that adults are going to sort of get, you know, that they kind of make fun of in some of the one-liners. So, dude, I just say this to people who don't have kids. You got to watch Peppa Pig. You just have to. So <laughs> it's just...
0: I'm I'm going to watch this uh, before next the that, next this is show. Your sign, yeah, yes. for the next show, and then I'll give you my my unadulterated review on it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. If you can find the one where they visit the Queen, because uh-huh. it's a British cartoon, so that just gives you a little bit more there to go with too. But if you can find the one where they visit they go visit the Queen, and the Queen takes them on a tour. Dude, those are those some of the some of the better ones. But any of them, yeah, that's your homework for this week is to uh, to go watch some Peppa Pig. Okay, I watch uh, Peppa check Pig. It out. I will. <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> like Brian, Brian's like up for whatever. He's like, all right, sure, I don't care. Most people are like, uh, dude, I got too much to do. I'm not going to go watch a kids' cartoon. Brian's like, all right. Yeah, I watch
0: Peppa. I, I'm always interested in new things, and especially when you know good friends like yourself. Uh, mention them to me, and I'm curious. Like he thinks of me with this show. I can't wait to see what this happened with what what comes of this. So in in, in between, like my Salo and Showa screenings, I'll, I'll put in Peppa Pig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, right there between Letterkenny and something else, you know. Yes, <laughs> uh, oh, the greatness there. Uh, all right, well, let's talk uh, something that's not kid friendly, but uh, kind of ruled at the box office. We said last week it would. Any surprise to you that Joker was the number one film this weekend?
0: No, not at all. Joker, Joker was going to be it. It's it's an iconic character that everybody loves, and it, there's no doubt. No, nothing else was out. Nothing else was really going to the movies to go see besides this.
1: Yeah, now it delivered what they say is the largest October opening ever for a film, $93.5 million. Um, and that's just, a just the US, part, right? Right that's just the U.S., right? That's
0: just the U.S., right?
1: That's just US, yeah. So I don't I guess it's released in other countries you No, know, Yeah, it,
0: it 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 made 235 million worldwide.
1: Wow, 235 million worldwide.
0: Yes. And I want I'm going to give you two more facts about The Joker's opening. Do you want to hear them? Of course. This this opening that Joker had is uh, it made more than Justice League's opening. <laughs> and it is the biggest opening ever for a movie featuring Robert De Niro. You there?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I am. I'm letting that sink in. I am. I'm letting that sink in. So
0: Joker is J- – the Joker movie had a better opening than the big, bad Justice League superhero movie, and it is the biggest – Which is not a
1: surprise. Peppa Pig would have had a bigger opening than Justice League. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. And then, um, and well, Justice League had a ninety, uh, a what is it? It was it was less than ninety something or something like that. But it is the biggest Robert De Niro film opening ever.
1: <laughs> and I, I guess I can see that too because there are, I mean, Robert De Niro is amazing and his films are are usually great. But I mean, nobody flocks to opening weekend. It's not a cult thing to go see a Robert. De Niro. Nobody's gonna go see Meet the Parents on opening weekend. You know, nobody's lining up buying their tickets early. Well, do, do you know what his previous big, do you know what his previous biggest opening was? Um, I'm going to guess now is this, now is it rated on like, obviously ticket prices are more now. So have they did the math and compared the two? Cause I would say something like either it's a more recent film. It is a more recent film. Um, I'm going to go with meet the Fockers. Nope, it would be Shark Tale. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, god. oh, that's just that's just wrong on so many levels.
0: Because, like, you think, like, oh my god, Godfather, Godfather Two, and all the Meet the Parents movies, and just all this, or like...
1: even going back to the Taxi Driver or something like that, you know, or right? Yeah, no, it was yeah, um... Sharks. You know, it just it just shows the power of of family and animated films in the theater. They just right. rule.
0: It's, except if you're Abominable in the, going against Joker.
1: <laughs> but Still, Abominable came in at number two. I mean, it came in with 12 minutes. This is his second week out, and it still brought in two. I mean, it's still the number two film, even up against, I mean, granted. And you made this good point earlier when I mentioned Joker as number one. Whether you meant it to be fact or not, it is October. Nothing else came out. So it really had no competition.
0: Oh, correct. It it doesn't. There was nothing coming out this week. And I would imagine most film studios thought, oh, Joker's coming out. Joaquin Phoenix. It's the Batman universe. We can't go up against this, you know. So uh, like you think it
1: would have done as well if it came out in summertime against, you know, other major films. Would it have been as well or is it because it's. You know, it's October, more people are getting into the Halloween. Even though Joker's a, a superhero DC franchise, it's not a Halloween franchise. Do you think this is a better time for it? Was it smarter doing it that way?
0: Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, if you put this against like a Jurassic Park or um, any of the other previous summer movies, people would go see the PG-13 action blockbuster rather than this. Although I think this would still survive many more weeks than those films would, uh, I just think. Yeah, Joker was a perfect time, either like the very start of the year or right in that very small section between summer and Oscar films, even though this could be considered Oscar film.
1: Right, right. Well, yeah, everybody's always already saying that Phoenix is going to take Uh, The best actor. Um, And granted, we haven't really got rolling into the end of the year films and the Oscar films. Um, I know between January one and now, I can't think of too many films that would go up against or too many actor performances that would go up against Joaquin already. I don't know what's just to come in the next three months. But uh, right now he has a pretty good leg in, don't you think, to win best actor? Mm hmm. Right. You'll be nominated. Mm-hmm. hmm Right. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I won't watch Joker again. I don't think. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good. I was it was it was powerful. It was shot beautifully. Um, It was everything that I would think the Joker film would be. In fact, if you go and read my review, I even went to the aspect that I didn't even look at it as a Joker film. I looked at more as just a film about a guy who is has a, a mental illness and how society and the world Looks at that and how somebody functions in that and how, you know, a person can go right or left in that, you know, so it was it was an interesting film, but I don't think I'll watch it again. Will you? Uh, Yeah, just because you love something doesn't mean you're going to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, do you think he'll get a director nod?
0: I really think he does because I mean the film, the film at the way he did that take place in the eighties and all the stuff he did in that film, it's so so good. And for somebody to grow like that as a director, coming from that to this is like a huge leap, and I think that deserves recognition.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. Yeah, there's nothing I didn't find fault in the film. It's just you know I go I go to films a lot of time to rewatch it for either entertainment value or because it was very moving or because there's, you know, there's something beautiful to watch. And it was like, as much as I loved it, it was just, I don't know. I'd have to be in a different mindset to go rewatch it again. But I did say my review, it is the most authentic DC film ever made. So I agree with that. It's just, it was, it was so over the top for what, what DC needed, you know, they needed Wonder Woman a couple of years ago to really have an action hero that, you know, lived up to the Marvel realm because we always compare DC and Marvel. They needed Wonder Woman when it came out and I think they needed the Joker now as it came out and that's what DC needed, you know.
0: Right, right. I just think it's they 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 did a good job with it and I I really want to see it again. I just don't I don't know if I'll see it in the theater again or wait till it comes out on home video. So, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, because you know they're going to release that in 4K and it's going to look it's going to look incredible. Oh,
0: they they already announced it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Well, uh, well talking about 4K, k um, we, we, I kind of wanted to get to this last week and we didn't have enough time. I really wanted to spend on it. Um, and the only reason I, I think about this is because, you know, you and I both talk about home theater and how much it means. Like we're talking about The Joker, rewatching it again in 4K and how important home theater and home theater systems are now. And people are getting into it more, but they're trying to find a way that, you know, I'm fine with having this ginormous – uh a screen uh, you know have a 120 inch HD screen on the wall with a projector around and all of this gear everywhere but my wife on the other hand is like mm, it's a little much for the living room it's not so it's not enough is what it should be not, yeah that's for me it's not enough and i'm like right well we only, I'm like well we only have eight speakers in here well you know <laughs> it's like come on we need the
0: full 32 atmos
1: sound <laughs> yeah. i know right uh, I'm getting subs to put under the couch. Calm down. Uh, anyway, so but she, so she's been talking to me about these Samsung frame TVs, which is the new thing because it goes on your wall. It is like super low profile. Uh, and then when it's not a TV, you can put artwork on it. So it looks like a framed piece of art on, the t- on, on there when you're not watching it. It's very low profile. And I know that you are huge into reviewing and, and trying out and getting all of this stuff in. What do you know about the new Samsung frames? And is it – Does it have the quality, and is this kind of the direction we're going to start seeing ourselves go with the low-profile, not seeing anything, or what's your kind of take on that?
0: No, it's a gimmick, pure and simple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. Thanks for joining us this week. It's like what they did with the Curve
0: TVs. It's kind of like that. So there's a, a line of Samsungs that They're called the frame TVs, and there's a few features on them that are kind of cool if you're into this sort of thing. So, you know, when you get a TV now, like a normal flat screen TV put on the wall, uh, you usually have to get a mount for it, and you can swivel it and turn it to any direction. So with the frame TVs, you can customize an actual, like, wooden or metal frame with it like you would a piece of art on the wall. And this frame TV will be flush. Um, with the wall itself so there's like there's no gap in between the wall and the tv so you want a dark wood frame a black metal frame a silver frame something like that it will look like a, a um, like a picture on the wall like it so it'll look good if you're into that
1: sort mm-hmm. of thing so and it and- scrolls through like like you can put like real famous pieces of art on the screen and it'll scroll through like a screensaver, right? So there
0: is that aspect. So it's called, I'm trying to remember what it's called, like the art motion or something like that. But however you get into that, but you have to pay for that. You have to pay a subscription of $5 a month for that feature. So, um, and when you do that, it has these motion sensors in the TV to, uh, calibrate to your light settings in your room so the picture will be brighter if you're in bright light or the if you're in dark setting it will go lower and it's all motion sensor too so that's kind of cool aspect to that Um, but again you're going to have to pay for that as well however the picture quality is what it comes down to and with my experience with the frame tvs is that yes it looks really good but it does not look as good as the Uh, QLEDs That are the top of the line Samsungs And I think if you're looking at art You kind of want that to pop right off screen And while it might do uh, When it's on it's brightest setting I, I I don't see the need to do the frame TV unless you're really wanting something just to hang on your wall and look kind of you know like a classical type of setting. And then again, also these frame TVs come with uh, Samsung's own like Alexa. Um, I think it's called Bixby where you can like talk into the remote and tell it to do stuff so those right. are so those are the things I think Samsung frame TVs if you're in the mood to like have it up with a bunch of artwork on the wall and have that perfect but i think if you're just really in the mood like for me itself just to watch movies there's better ones out there
1: right so what you're saying is because the, the point of a lot of people is they want both they want to be able to watch movies and it look amazing but then they don't want the huge profile tv so what you're saying is you're going to get more bang for the profile and less buck for the for how it's going to look so you're better off if you really want to watch a lot of Good movies is just to get a normal Samsung flat screen Yeah, because all those
0: flat screens They're basically, they don't have any borders around them anymore Unless you really want that Um, Because it's kind of like Screen uh, from corner to corner Uh, So without the outline But I mean, like if you've seen a frame TV in person It looks nice And then even if you don't want to put it on the wall Samsung sells for about $600
1: An easel you can put it on so, uh yeah, it's Oh, and that's and that's another thing is the price because the Samsung Frame TVs are super expensive. Well, compared to like a really high end just a normal Samsung that you're going to get a great picture on too, right?
0: Right. Well, for the mo I mean it just depends on which ones you get. If you if you're like entry level Frame TV from Samsung, I think right now on Amazon they're just around $1000 for like I think last year's model. Uh, but I think if you go up to like the brand new model, QLED, uh, Samsung TV frame, uh, TV, I think you're going to be spending upwards probably around 3000. And I don't think the price is worth what you get. In addition, you're going to have to buy the $5 subscription fee for art prints and stuff like that. So I don't know. That's just another thing to add to it. If you're going to watch that, I mean, of course, that's cool if you have a party on, over, like a party at your place, you don't want anything on, you can have that. But then again, I don't know. I think the, just the regular QLED stuff is great in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So you
1: go back to your initial response that it's just kind of a gimmick, like the Curve TV, which was going to be this big thing, but then I don't even see curved TVs anymore. People figure out you can see without the Curve.
0: Yes, there's no curve here. Yes, yeah, it's uh, I think it's a gimmick thing. I I think it's just like a stylistic thing there. I don't think there's really anything enhanced in the television spectrum, except for like the motion. Lighting that will, you know, darken or brighten your TV up a little bit, uh, and then you know, and whatever you have your living room or media room set to, uh, and then again, all these projectors that are coming out with 4K and everything look amazing as well. So, I don't know, it just depends on what you're looking for. For me, I think the bigger the better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I agree, I agree. Uh, and you know, if I've got to put it in another room other than the living room, that's why we have media rooms. You know, we have media rooms so that the you know, you can have all your your twenty speakers in there without anybody saying anything. Right. Yep, that's just how it goes. <clears throat> I agree. So that's cool. So I'll have to tell I just didn't really, you know, I mean I don't I'm fine getting one for the living room. i mean, it's just I don't know. It just seemed like to me something that was for what it cost, there's other there's other objects out there. So I think you kind of just um, made it more clear in my head. So I think we're on the same page, and I agree. So I can just tell my wife, "No, we're not getting one." That's but let's I mean. let, let instead of spinning on it, this, yeah, let's it,
0: get these speakers and the Atmos sound and the ceiling. Yeah, go go that
1: route. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, just gotta drill some holes. I'm ready to go. So yeah, no, I'm there, man. Because you know, you you hooked me up a couple years ago because I was working through upgrading everything to the Dolby Atmos, and man, I love my Denon Dolby Atmos whole setup and surround. It's just. uh it just Man, it's just what watching television should be about. It is. It's great. I love it. It's, it's incredible. Well, talking about TVs and movie and combining, uh, Walking Dead, a uh, new season started last night. Are you a Walking Dead fan? Have you stuck with it this long? Or are you like me and bailed at like season four?
0: I've stuck with it. However, I, I, I stuck with it and bailed because I, I bailed, but I stuck with it only because I'm writing reviews for the Blu-rays when they come out because that series really... Jumped the shark a long time ago And I was like Oh why are we doing
1: this <laughs> and so, I know man It's like I wanted to hang with it I wanted to I think Yeah yeah go ahead I'm just Yeah So yeah. You're, you are Keeping up with it You're just not Like you didn't watch it last night
0: No and I won't watch it Until they send the Blu-ray For the, the this current season Just because You know I'll get paid to review it And uh, <laughs> um, So I'll do that I'll watch it then But as of now, it's a show that just jumped off the rails, and I just can't stick with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, when did, when, did it, when did it jump that for you?
0: Oh, when they skipped forward eight years <laughs> or nine years. All right, years. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think for me it was even before that. It was to the point where – I mean it just – everything was rehashed. They would kill off characters you loved and then bring on characters who were almost identical to the ones they killed off just with different names and slightly different personalities. It's like what was the point? So it's like it was just a revolving door of of characters that were the same. And I know people are still on there. I mean, I, I love that Daryl and Carol are still around, uh, I assume. Um, <laughs> uh, but but, you know, it's like I just I could you know, Carl lost and I and all the stuff was going on. I'm like, oh, geez. So. So, yeah. So anyway, I saw that to say I think they're, they're talking about making a Walking Dead movie. I think it was announced at one of the D.C. Comic Cons or something that they're thinking of doing a movie edition. Have you heard anything about that?
0: No, I have not. Uh, the walking dead movie. I think, I mean, there's like three spinoff shows of this walking dead universe. And I was like, enough's enough. <laughs> Let's do something different. <laughs> I think we beat that horse dead. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I agree. And, you know, we've had movies in the past off of series, like, like one of my favorites, of course, when they did the serenity movie was, was based on firefly. But I think you needed the movie because Firefly was like one season, I think, and it was so well done. We're not talking about making a movie that's off of a series that's just beat us to death with, you know, season after season after season. So, you know, in Star Trek, we got the movie sort of after we had not had the series in a while, so that was good for fans. Um, so, I, I mean, how, how do you? When do you think it's time to make a movie based on a series? is is it due to popularity or is it due to because fans need to see more
0: um i think it just i think you want to see more there's a more story to tell like they're doing that now with breaking bad with uh, el camino the sequel to Blake, breaking bad in movie form which i'm very excited about you know i think there's a little more story to tell and i think people like the characters and they want to revisit this and uh all that good stuff. So I, I, I think I, I'm all for it if it's done well, uh, but I don't think Walking Dead will do it well. I think it'll just be you know two episodes of the show, and we, you know like Downton Abbey. I'm a huge fan of Downton Abbey TV show, and they released the movie which I loved, and because you know it was easy, it's lighthearted. It's you know I like it.
1: Right, and it's like we talked about last week with *Downton Abbey*. They didn't really do anything new. They didn't bring any characters. It was just a chance for fans to revisit characters you love, um, which I think was is fine. I think that's a good reason to do it. More so than just trying to to milk it for all it's worth and to not bring anything new to the table. I don't know. I think they just really need to think about. And you know, and *Walking Dead* fans might want a movie. That's fine. You know, uh, maybe it's easy for me to say don't make it because I I've jumped the ship a long time ago. I don't know. Maybe it'll do well. Maybe some people out there want a Walking Dead movie, but I'm like, eh, I don't think
0: so. I think everybody... I don't think there's a Walking Dead f- super fan out there anymore. I think it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's here. I'll have to watch it, because I've seen every episode. But
1: do we want more? No. That'd be- All right, no what? Let, let me ask you this, though. As, as a fan from way back, what if the movie was not current, but what if the movie went back and filled in a gap of season one or two, where you bring back the Herschels of the world and... All, you know, and um, like all all the characters that were maybe killed off in season one or two, you had those all back together. Would that be more intriguing to you?
0: I think if they told like a poignant story in between there, yeah, I would love to see that. Because, you know, because I read the comic books up until, I guess, issue like 110. And it's the the comics are so well written and done. Uh, I would like to see some of that into a film that we didn't see in the TV show. So yeah, I would like to go back and explore that for sure.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. And I think, yeah, I think that's the only reason I would watch is to go back and see something and, and see characters that I liked in the first couple of seasons that we don't have anymore. Um, yeah. All right. for that. So yeah.
0: Is, is there, is there a TV series you would like to see made into
1: a movie? You know, I was thinking about that because most of them have, and have failed bitterly. Like you said, most of the time when that happens, other than Serenity, which is one of my favorite movies ever based on Firefly, I can't really think of a series that I would like to see made into a movie. They did the Brady Bunch movie. I love the Brady Bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, You know, they did the the Gilligan's Island movie. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, I I can't think of any. What are you talking about?
0: There's tons of them. Police squad
1: turned into
0: Naked Gun. South Park turned into South Park the movie. The Adams Family TV show turned into the Great Adams Family movie. Twilight Zone. The Ali G show went
1: into a whole thing. Uh, I think no, they uh, did. But you're talking about ones that haven't been done. You asked me if there's any that were done that I haven't seen.
0: Oh, oh, that haven't been done. Oh, I I would say like I would like to see um, a Wonder Years movie set you know present day with kevin arnold uh, as a father and having kind of like the same dynamics i would like to see that and i would yeah. of course want to see a freaks and geeks movie because we only got one season of that and i would like to see that type of thing again too <laughs>
1: oh yeah okay. yeah so yeah originally i didn't i didn't know you were asking me about the ones that they have made
0: oh because okay. you know like
1: chips like chips was good too do you not know, like the chips movie i didn't like the chips movie no <laughs> no <laughs> i can skip right. that one and you know and the, and you know the simpsons movies the simpsons movie was real pretty solid
0: yeah simpsons movie was great i i mean i enjoyed it oh i mean that was years in the making and it was it was a simpsons was a simpsons movie i loved it
1: <laughs> yeah well if you guys are listening out there and there's something that you think you would like to see a movie made out of a tv series maybe one of your favorite series um let us know um what you think because, you know, there's, there's a lot out there. People people get really engaged in TV shows. And it's sometimes fun to see it on the big screen, to see the characters they love, if it's the same actors.
0: Right. Sometimes
1: right. later on, like with Chips, it wasn't the same actors at all. You're just having rehashes. Brady Bunch movie wasn't the same actors.
0: It was That's not, what? but they got people that kind of looked like them quite a bit. <laughs> that doesn't count. It doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> you
1: know, Marcia, yeah, okay, yeah, she did look a little bit like – Marine McCormick, but mm, no, nope, it's still not Marine. In fact, I've been watching the, I don't know if you've been watching the Brady renovation on HGTV. I've, heard about, the, I've
0: heard about that. They like oh, they redid like the house or something like that.
1: Yeah, they went to the original house, which was the only shot from the exterior. So the inside of the house looked nothing like the set. And so they brought in a group of HGTV stars and they remodeled the inside of it to look identical. Like, they like, man, they go to painstaking. Uh, links to find the the old, if they can't find original props they go to antique stores and buy everything that looks down to a oh vase on the on the table dude it is insane that's a great idea they, for
0: a show like famous movie TV homes renovate a house to make it look exactly like inside oh yeah. that's fun, that's so fun. they did
1: that they did every room in the brady house and it's been it's been fantastic to watch so that's um cool. so yeah i've been geeking out about that but you know it it, it, it bothers me though when like, cause the original cast is there to help. So they'll have an HGTV star paired up with, you know, Jan and Peter, and they'll be doing a, a room or something, you know? And it bothers me cause they don't call them Jan and Peter. They call them like Christopher and whatever Jan's name was. It's like, to me, those are, that's always going to be the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and so they, they give them these other names and it bothers me. The Brady so, Bunch. That, and that's how tied in I was to those characters. So, um, so, you know, we're, I know we're still talking a lot about TV, um, on the, on the show, but something else that jumped out to me is I was watching, um, yesterday, which is, you know, now on DVD, the great film that, uh, Danny Boyle just did about the, the guy that wakes up and he's the only one that remembers the Beatles and Kate McKinnon's in it from Saturday night live. And she plays the, one of these agents And I was just kind of thinking about how great Kate McKinnon is, which made me start thinking about Saturday night live, which made me start thinking about the fact of all the different actors and comedians who have come through there and i know you've watched it i'm older than you so i've maybe watched more in the past but is there a, a group of saturday night live uh character not characters but cast members through the decades that stands out to you as the best as that was when saturday night live was in its form
0: so yes I've wa- i've watched almost every episode of saturday night live from like the 70s through the uh, the early 90s because I, I own like the DVD sets of all of them and I would have to say though, those first couple seasons are the best like Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Belushi, Curtin, Morris, Radner, and Murray. I, I, it still is the best one however I mean I like Eddie Murphy and Billy Crystal and stuff like that and John Lovitz but I think next to the Chevy Chase, the original cast, you have to go with Chris Rock and David Spade, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Norm MacDonald. That that cast is so good. (laughs) So I think it's a tie between those, I think.
1: So you would take the Chris Rock early 90s group with, like you said, Sandler and Meadows and all that, you would take that over the Will Ferrells Oh yeah, with for Jimmy sure. Fallon and and Rachel Dratch and Chris Kattan, even I'm, even over Tina Fey and and Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler, yes. Seth Meyer, Will Forte, the oh, early two thousands. Yes. Oh,
0: oh yes, yes, for sure. I'm a I, I'm not a huge I'm not a fan at all of Jimmy Fallon and Will Ferrell is hilarious, but his comedy is kind of one note. I had no what to expect from him. And I like it, but uh, – and I mean I like Tracy. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm killing Matt right now. Uh, and then like Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, they're good. I just – I mean it, they're not as good as the early 90s or, of course, the 70s. Um, and-
1: well, yeah, yeah. Now, you and I agree. The 70s – and maybe because it was iconic, maybe there's something about watching and, and being – Endear to those actors, even in the movie form. But yeah, we both agree '70s is going to be the best. But there's no way that the that the early '90s Saturday Night Live can compete with the early 2000s with writing, with characters, with no, there, sketches. There, I mean, you had Adam Adam Andy Samberg doing uh, the little about? shorts. No, you have Kristen no, Wig. We, Kristen Wig, who's every character she's ever done has been the most hilarious part of Saturday Night Live. Like, I could put Kristen Wig in there in the '70s. As far as on par with Jane Curtin and Gilda Radner and Lorraine Newman, I mean, doesn't hold up as
0: funny as the early '90s or or even like that that like '89 through like '93 when you were having like Wayne's World and then you were having Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. Uh, and Norm Macdonald, like Norm Macdonald, probably one of the best news guys ever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. When it comes to just the news anchor, Norm Macdonald was probably one of the best news guys. Because I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, he was. He's one of the funniest people on that show ever, <laughs> and uh, just his delivery. But I think, uh, like, while I like the late nineties, uh, or maybe early two thousands here in a way, there none maybe. 15% of the sketches worked and whereas like the 90s 85 and 90% of the sketches worked and still work Uh, so I, it's it's true true. in like mid two thousands and now like none of the people I, I am not a fan of pretty much all of these people. I don't, I don't like Kate McKinnon. I don't like, Oh, I love Kate mm, McKinnon, but other
1: than Kate McKinnon after, after probably 2008, I'm with you. I kind of just, uh, no, I kind of, other than Kate McKinnon, I'm not a fan of anybody after after the bill haters and the Jason Sudeikis and the Fred Armisen's after that Kenan Thompson, those people left. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not on board anymore, but, uh, and, and, but, but Adam Sandler, I mean, has he done anything since he left Saturday night live? He's not. He became like,
0: (laughs) he's like, became a billionaire in movies.
1: (laughs) What else has he done? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Who's this Adam Sandler guy? I don't know who that the is. The Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, it is funny though how some people come out of Saturday Night Live and do stuff like it, and at Chris Rock or Adam Sandler or any of those in the '70s, or like the Tina Fey's of the world, Jimmy Fallon, even going on to host Late Night, and then some people just disappear. You know, right? Yeah. And-
0: some people. Just, just. I mean, Chris Chris Kattan, He did a couple movies, and then you haven't heard from oh. him in years. Oh. You know. Yeah, we should we should
1: do a whole episode, a uh, show sometime of, of the best and worst of the Saturday Night Live movies.
0: Oh yeah, you know, so we definitely have, should.
1: Because, and we would surely argue it, the fact that you like the early nineties. We would probably get in some arguments on that as well, because I got to tell you, the oh, I, there, there's very few of those movies that I liked, like the. <laughs> I don't know. Chris Farley. Like none of the Chris Farley movies were any good. None of the David Spade movies were any good. You would be wrong. I <laughs> <laughs> would be right.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do that on another show. Cause that will be, that will be great to put you in your place on. Yeah. yeah Saturday we'll, night rank, live movies.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll each rank the best to the worst Saturday night live films. That'd be awesome. Perfect. Um, Cool. Well, uh, what's coming out on Blu-ray? I know you, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you you know, with Walking Dead, you do a lot with Blu-ray reviews and DVDs. I know I'm excited about uh, Midsummer or however you even say that Midsummer. Midsummer, you got uh, it. Yeah. So, uh, so what's what's big on on looking on Blu-ray DVDs for this week?
0: So the the two the two big ones. Two and a half big ones. That's what she said. Uh, Somar <laughs> is on Blu-ray, one of my favorite movies of the year. But I'm also really pissed about this release. Um, and so I kind of like want to tell everybody, go to your local pirate bay <laughs> and pirate this movie. Um, don't buy it. No, we can't pirate movies. (laughs) Yes, you can. We're very anti piracy on this show. I'm very, I'm very pro anti, I'm very pro piracy. So, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. (laughs) Because, um, (laughs) friends, (laughs) I'm going to tell you why. Because they released this Midsommar Blu ray through Lionsgate, and there's a couple bonus features. It's kind of a bare bones release. But then, The cut they've been talking about, the director's cut of this movie, is 30 minutes longer, and it is by far the better version of the movie, even though the theatrical cut is unbelievably good. There's just so much added depth and character into the director's cut. But what did they do? They only gave it to iTunes, where you have to pay $15 for it to get the director's cut solely. And that is hogwash! It is stupid! So... You kind of like have to double dip if you want both of them, if you want the physical copy, because if you get the digital copy with the Blu-ray, you're not going to get the the uh, director's cut. Uh, I have tried that. I have gotten both ways. So you can pirate this movie at your local pirating <laughs> website and watch the director's cut because... Why would they do this? Why would Lionsgate just release the director's cut for everybody and not make you pay an extra $15 on top
1: of the Blu-ray? It's ridiculous, and it angers me. <laughs> I, I know. I know it angers you, and it angers me, too. It makes zero sense. It's, it's, so it's, it's maybe pro, we should clarify that you're, you're pro-piracy for this movie alone, which still bothers me. No, <laughs> no. Really it, it,
0: it, this type of stuff between the biggest companies in the world make it so that you have to pirate movies because it's ridiculous that you have to do this. You know, I, I, and you know, I would be against piracy, but it's stuff like this. Like, no, I'm not going to spend that, the extra money that I don't have to. It's ridiculous, especially as something as big as this. Like I'm not talking about a director's cut. That's you. Usually director's cuts are like 30 seconds to two minutes longer. No, you're getting 30 minutes longer of good actual things that are not just deleted scenes uh, that go well with the film, and it just—I don't know why they did it.
1: I, I so what do you, I, which one do you think? Which one do you think we'll get for end-of-year voting when they send us the the oh, considerations? The, theatrical cut. They're not going to send the
0: director's cut. They'll send the theatrical cut. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I guess they released the director's cut in the theaters for a weekend, so maybe that might make it that they can vote on it. But I don't know. The, the theater the director's cut is excellent and uh, I reviewed it like the blu-ray and like on iTunes the picture and sound is so good like it's like made for sound and picture in this film uh, the extras are not great on both Both sides on the the iTunes and the Blu ray, but the director's cut is one of the extras on the iTunes version only, which is, of course, $14.99. That's the only way you will be able to get it if you want to purchase it. If not, you can get it for free.
1: (laughs) <laughs> All right, so you said two and a half. Was that your one, or was that your two, or was that your half? That
0: was one. The other one is Toy okay. Story 4, out on 4K, Blu-ray, uh-huh. and digital copy, even though I did not like this movie whatsoever. it, it the, the 4K with the Dolby Vision and the Dolby Atmos, it is surprise it is excellent like the picture in this is just gorgeous on its reference quality uh the okay. sound like on many disney blu-rays and 4ks you have to kind of turn up your volume way above reference level to um hear it which i don't know why they haven't fixed yet but once you do that the sound is really great the bonus features on toy story 4 are Silly, but fun, or, um, not very informative, there is an audio commentary track which is decent, uh, so yeah, toy story four i don 't I mean I would say don 't do it because they said all they needed to say with it in part three. They should have ended it there, but mm-hmm. if you 're looking for a reference quality, do Toy Story four, and my half one, just because it 's the Halloween season is Annabelle comes home, even though i didn 't like most of that movie, it has a couple of decent scares in it, so that 's my half one.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying with Annabelle, um, the uh, Annabelle creation, the the, uh, the one that came out before this one was so good and so scary. I didn't find Annabelle Comes Home scary at all.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, it really uh, was. I mean,
1: it, it was almost like one of those cheesy 80s horror films where there was, you know, some things were laughable almost. So but yes, yeah, so I, I think uh, being a half on that. But if you're into the Conjuring franchise, you have to watch it. You got to stay. If You watched all the other ones. In for a penny, in for a pound, you know?
0: It's like the MCU, but horror. you got to kind of stick with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, cool. That's a lot of good information to go on. So anything else you're binging on before we, uh, before we get out of here for the week? Is there anything you would recommend? Anything you're binging on or geeking out on at the moment?
0: Um, I would say just because it's the Halloween season, if you're looking for something a little scary to watch and kind of like a short TV show... Uh, It's called Black Summer It's on Netflix And there's about 8 episodes And they're about 20 minutes to 25 minutes each And Black Summer is... Even in a an ocean filled of zombies, this one zombie show called Black Summer is different and original and scary as hell and super great to watch. Um, And it's kind of almost all told in real time, and it is uh, takes place like right after the zombie outbreak, or as it's actually happening in a suburb, and just kind of uh, like tracking shots of people trying to survive. Uh, super scary and super well done I highly recommend that And of course uh, The new AEW All Elite Wrestling On TNT Excellent stuff An alternative to WWE
1: That's what I'm yeah, and, and If you're just doing it newly uh, Brian knows as much about WWE As he does about electronics and Blu-ray So you can uh, definitely take his word on that And I would asked him asked, Actually just through a text message a couple of weeks ago How that was going to be on par so, so you're enjoying the new TNT wrestling yeah, they
0: they've only done one episode and it was it was excellent. Uh however, they just did their hell on the Cell Pay-Per-View last night and oh my goodness, it broke the internet in the wrestling world because it was one of the worst pay-per-view finishes in history. People, like, even Brazzers, our friendly adult website, got in on the action, and it was really funny because everybody seemed to hate it. So I'm curious on what they're going to do about that tonight because it was one of the worst things they've ever done.
1: Oh, that doesn't bode well.
0: No, it does not, even though on this past Friday, The Rock uh, came back after a three-year absence to the uh, squared circle. So, interesting. Uh
1: that's another guy like Adam Sandler. What's what's he done since leaving wrestling? <laughs> he really hasn't <laughs> done much other than like the same movie
0: over and over, whether it be a natural disaster or a monster.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Keep those eyebrows raised, everybody. Yep. For The Rock. I subscribe to goes. it. <laughs> hey, you got to. You got to. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure, man, hanging out, catching up with you on stuff. If you want to check more out, you can go to the entertainment theentertainmentanswer.com. Of course, Brian. You can give them a long list of your uh, places to be found. I guess the best being highdefdigest.com,
0: highdefdigest.com, and boomstickcomics.com. Find me both those places. Always
1: at the, always at the boomstick. boomstick. Right, pleasure. Always fun, man. Have a good week. Uh, go eat your fruits and vegetables and uh, binge some TV, and we'll do it again next week.
0: Yes, we will. Looking forward to it.